Welcome to Design Speaks Podcast, empowering you to see inspiration every day, be creative on demand, and find your visual voice. I'm your host, Brandy C, and today joining me for a very special interview is Leatrice Eisman. She is the director of the Pantone Color Institute, and she spent a little time with me this week to talk about the color of the year. So here's that chat, and I hope you enjoy it. Well, today with me, I have the incredible Leatrice Eisman. Hello, Lee. Welcome. This is the third time we've had a chance to talk, and I am so excited we're doing it over video. Yes, I am too. Third time's a charm. I know. And you are always so charming. And I have to ask, are you wearing the purple hues as a nod to the color of the year? Well, you know, the color's not really purple. I know, it's I know. It has purple undertones. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to describe it accurately. It's from the Blue family, and it has a red-violet undertone. Yes. So, uh, But it is primarily a, a blue, very, very. Well, between you and your background, it's like somewhere in there, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I was actually going for this color that you're wearing for my hair and the hair dye didn't work out. So here we are, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. Oh, well, thank it's you. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a different thing. We'll see how it goes on the next round. But anyways, we're not here to talk about my hair. We're here to talk about the color of the year. But before I get to that, we have a very short amount of time, but I did want to talk just for a second. The last time we spoke, it was, I think, 2019, and we were going into 2020. Mm -hmm. And so as we know, that year was crazy and kind of prompted the two color choice of illuminate, illuminate gray, illuminating, illuminating yellow and gray. And Um, so how do you think your projection for this year of 2021 was affected by 2020. So before we go into 2022, I'm just curious about how how the, you know, you were thinking about classic blue was the color of 2020. And that was very, uh, it was meant to be more of a calming, kind of optimistic color. And everyone was sort of calling it, um, depressing blue and all the other things that were going along with it because of how 2020 turned out. Um, So how has that journey sort of come from the blue to the gray and yellow to like where we are now is I guess the question. How has that sort of journey through the craziness that the world has been experiencing the last year and a half impacted the new color choice? Well, as you know, every time we choose a color, it it does represent the symbology of what's happening in the world around us. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that uh, as far as the classic blue is concerned, I might take issue with it as a depressing blue. Oh, I I agree, too. I agree with you. But I was I have definitely done some some reading and some other people that were saying like, well, of course it was blue because blue is depressing. And I'm like, I don't think so but (laughs) (laughs) well of course everyone has their own likes and dislikes as far as color is concerned and and we know that the color that we choose can't necessarily please everyone but it is a symbology of the color and going back to your original question 
we chose that blue for the reason that it did have that kind of steadfast quality that blue has. And it is the world's favorite color. And we knew that uh, it would help to strengthen people, give them a little more resolve as far as the future is concerned. And then when we did the yellow and the gray, the yellow was even more so in, in light of the gray as a solid footing. Um, you know, we, we all felt that we needed that in, in a world full of unrest and indecision and so on. Absolutely. And yellow is, is just like your shirt today, uh, <laughs> is illuminating, just as the Pantone name suggests. Um, it lights a pathway to the future. It holds a bit more optimism. There is a cure out there. There's going to be a way out of this. It's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we put those two colors together as, as forces that would work in tandem with each other. And now for the very pairing, we're thinking more in terms of creative, if you will, solutions to where we are. Uh, We are still concerned about our future. There's Mm -hmm. no question about that. Not knowing exactly where things are headed, but at least feeling like maybe we've got more of a hold on it. And and if we find uh, creative solutions, that's, that's, you know, the steadfast blue with an undertone of the red-violet is what helps to bring the energy that's going to make that happen. So, again, each year uh, creates a pathway and a symbology around the color to, to what is uh, happening, the zeitgeist in the world around us. Yeah, I love that. We've, we've often talked um, about, you know, just this year's color, but I really wanted to get some insight for people on how these things are really connected because mm-hmm. it's never just like choosing for just this coming year or, you know, all of this works together. And so with all of the restrictions that have been in place over the last year and a half, I know that travel is usually a huge part of your research and your hunting for, you know, color cues in the world. So I'm, I'm curious as to how all of the, the changes in travel and all of the other things impacted your research for Barry Perry. Well, it's interesting. It is true that my travel is definitely curtailed, but the travel uh, around the world is now happening in a very different way. It's all very digitized. Yes. Uh, But I still have the same connections, the same people I would meet with, the same uh, team at Pantone. Uh, So we're we're still able to communicate in in many ways. And in some ways, it's, it's interesting, in some ways, it's giving us more time to delve into um, what we need to, to look at, you know, we're not standing in security lines and, mm. <laughs> and, and waiting in airports. Um, <laughs> we're taking that time and putting it to better use. And I found that that, for example, in the class that I teach online, uh, going to online training instead of doing it in person, I found was a huge advantage because um, I didn't have to worry about looking at the clock and saying, oh, mm. I've got the classroom for an hour. And, and once it's over, it's over. Yes. Uh, I have more time. I have more time to explain what color is all about, uh, to get into it in, in greater depth. So um, there are, of course, disadvantages not seeing my buddies in person <laughs> uh, to, the, to the trade shows. But seeing them in a digitized way is still giving me the information that I need. 
Oh, that's great. Yeah, I was definitely interested in that because I know that, you know, even Pantone sells products for like calibrating color, right? And to make sure it looks mm-hmm. right on your computer. But for something that is so specific, even very Perry, you know, may not look exactly right from your phone to the computer to what comes out on your printer or at, you know, on a magazine cover. And so mm-hmm. I was definitely curious as to how that it was impacted by you not being able to go see things in person and snap a photo like we talked about that we both really enjoy doing, but that is absolutely like essential in your line of work. Yes. Well, of course, that's the, the, the big advantage of the Pantone system in that you have that definitive color in the system. Yes. So if you're if you're not sure of what you're seeing on your screen versus the actual fabric versus it in print, at least you have the standard to go to. And and that's what Tantone is all about, creating that standard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that. I have people all of the time um, who are new to the creative professions that, you know, just want to randomly choose colors and hope that it turns out okay. And what do we need Pantone for? So thank you for that. I appreciate that. So, okay, now let's talk about Very Perry. Um, what surprised you in your research uh, while you were researching and hunting for clues for, you know, this color of the year? What was something that surprised you in, in that journey? Um, surprised me. Um, I don't know that there were surprises involved because, um, we're pretty much, uh, zeroed in on the direction we need to go in by the, the previous year when we're making up our minds about the color of the year by summer, we're pretty solid in where we're going. Um, I think the surprises are when you start looking for proof points of finding it in nature, you know, Mm. finding inspiration, that you can convey to designers and and to other people who want that kind of inspiration uh, is looking for the color and finding it in such amazing applications. Of course, nature I point to first. And I think in terms of um, dragonfly wings and the feathers of birds and uh, in, in rock formations that the light is shining on that gives it a particular hairy kind of a glow from the sky I mean, things that you might not expect to find it in, mm-hmm. uh, and you do, and that's where the big aha moments come across, because you then you say, well, now I can share this with others yes, and show them how prevalent it is. The, I think the other aspect, and of course, I've always known this about the Blue family, is that um, how many colors it goes with. And yeah. when <laughs> it as, oh, well, you know, what do I wear it with? What do I, how do I use that in, 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 my, in my home? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you start to combine it with other colors, you, you see um, how much versatility it actually has. And to me, that's always the biggest fun is to start playing with the color. Yeah. How can I use it? Where can I use it? And Because that's ultimately what people want to do with color. And it's to unleash that inner child and have some you know, have some adventure with the color. That's what we're hoping to do. Yes, absolutely. And very Perry is a is a very kind of unusual color for a lot of people, I think, because mm-hmm. it is that mix of, you know, a couple of things and you can't quite put your finger on, you know, it's 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 very much its own thing, unlike classic blue or gray or yellow. Like they fit very neatly into like the categories of those mm-hmm. colors, whereas this one has all these interesting undertones. And I love that you yeah. were talking about, you know, looking to find it in nature. I believe last one of the times that we spoke, we talked about how you and I both love finding color in the real world. And 
when you kind of prime yourself, right, for looking for a certain color, your brain is ready to go receive that color in the world around you and, you know, Mm -hmm. see what it is paired with in nature. What is, you know, what kind of color does it exist nearby? Uh, Well, we were talking really about the complexity of the color and the nuances of the color. Yes. Uh, And I think that's what's so interesting about Very Perry. Uh, just as you pointed out, it has the, it's from the blue family, very, you know, stable, congenial, tranquil color. But now, and we generally think of it as a cool color, but now we've added the warmth with that red violet undertone, which gives it a different perspective and makes it a happier color, uh, a more fun color, more whimsical. But also, it reminds us of future use of color. Mm. Uh, the whole digitized world of color today is amazing when you think in terms of what you see in gaming, you know, what you see uh, in uh, even in, uh, you know, I've always talked about films, but now when you're seeing films, you're realizing, yes, this is a digital form of color. Yeah. And look at the amazing colors that we're seeing on your screen, you know, uh, on your wrist. Mm-hmm. All the applications of color that really um, are fascinating to people and gives us so much more information about color and makes us realize that how, how much more there is to learn in future. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, obviously you've been doing this at least twice as long as I have as far as, you know, creating things in a color space. I've been in design for 20 years. And even just since I've been working in design, I have seen this huge shift in people noticing color more and seeing how important it really is. And so that mm-hmm. makes my heart happy. I can imagine how, how happy that makes you. Um, yes. So thinking about the future and technology and things, one of the questions I was actually hoping to ask you was, how did the future of space travel and exploration play into the overall perspective of this color? Because, you know, 2020 and 2021 have had a lot of leaps into, you know, territories that we have never had the opportunity to have. And so how did that impact your color choice um, in that whole area? Well, of course, that would have to impact it as well, because we're so conscious of of what happened in space travel this past year and what is going to continue to happen in the future. And we think in terms of space, obviously, the blue family comes into play. Mm -hmm. But there is also that other aspect of it that has the red violet undertone. Passion. (laughs) The mystery that lies out Mm -hmm. there that, uh, that takes it into another realm. So again, these are all the clues that we look at that help us arrive at what the color should be, how it should be defined. So Perry, I'm guessing, is a little bit from Periwinkle. Is that yes. uh, <laughs> exactly. so? Exactly. So tell me just a tiny bit before we go. I have two small questions. Um, well, hopefully they're small. How did you come to the name Very Perry as opposed to you know something else that sounded like more Periwinkle esque um, and not working in any sort of maroonish names because there's like this hint of like purplish, reddish. So I'm curious how you arrived at Very Perry and what were there other things in the running that that were uh, really interesting? Well, we looked at other colors, but we kept going back to Very Perry, uh, primarily because the fact that we're telling you that it's Very Perry uh, <laughs> implies the intensity of the color uh, and the fact that it added a little humor to it. At the same time, you know, it, it, a little whimsicality in, in the color naming so that it's not quite so serious or mm. ponderous. 
Uh, and we felt the time was right to do that. And it certainly has caught on. I think people are loving it. <laughs> it's very cute. It's very yeah. cute. I like it a lot. I like. I mean, I like Periwinkle anyways, because I'm all about the whimsical, like bright and fun things too. Uh-huh. Um, but uh-huh. yes. So lastly, before I know you have to go, for designers who want to start using this color strategically, you know, making sure that they are taking into consideration all the underlying meaning behind a color, um, what kind of, what are, what would you say are like the three main like values as far as like things that this color says, if someone wanted to use it for, you know, say an event poster or a branding campaign, things like that. What are some things that they should probably be thinking about if they're thinking about using Very Perry in a campaign like that? Well, I think uh, that's a rather broad question because it's <laughs> yes. all about context right? and what I might, um, recommend to someone who's doing packaging uh i'd have to know about the product Mm -hmm. i'd have to know who the audience is aimed at so i don't think we can really come to three words that would describe Uh, i think you have to think of it in terms of uh, who who it's aimed at who is your target audience Mm -hmm. and how is that going to best address them so um i think that if you if you just think in terms of what we've already discussed the steadfastness of blue the fact that it is so popular and so many people like it. So you've got your foot in the door there. Yes. Uh, but you're adding that red-violet undertone, which is, ooh, that, that's going to stop you. That's a little different. That's not what I've seen before in the blues. So it, it's that, you know. Maybe great- unexpected. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Expected in the blue, but then unexpected in the undertone. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's exactly what I was, was going for because, you know, if, if I'm working with a company that wants to be trustworthy, but also wants to seem a little bit innovative and unexpected, then maybe Very Perry might be a really great fit. Um, exactly. So exactly. anything else you would like to tell us that, you know, I'm sure you've been having interviews like crazy and maybe someone's just not asking you the one thing you wish you could say about this topic right now? (laughs) Well, I think that um, possibly the the whole idea of using it creatively and knowing that even though I I don't want anybody ever to think that it's a dogmatic, you know, everybody should be using it. That's silly. Right. (laughs) Very commonplace, right? Yes. But it, it starts a conversation about color. And from the very beginning, from the first year that we did color of the year, that's what we're hoping to start. I mean, you might wind up if you're doing someone's brand image with a color that isn't very fairy. Absolutely. For whatever reason. But it gets your thinking processes going. It, yes. it gets your mojo going as far as color is concerned. Yes. And, and, and that's our intention. And to get the public at large to develop more interest in color and talk about it and understand its value. And uh, I think that every year incrementally, you know, it, the communication of the color of the year has just grown like wildflower. And, and as, as a matter of fact, um, we find that this year we're getting more attention than we ever have before. No kidding. Uh, each year it grows incrementally, which is so fascinating and wonderful for us because it means more people are talking about color and that's just what we're all about. Yes. Oh, and I could literally probably sit here and talk to you about color for hours. I appreciate your time. I have all of your books on my shelf. I am a huge fan, as you know. And so I'm always very blessed and very excited that you take even 15 minutes to talk to me here. Um, Thank you, Lee, for joining me 
on this podcast again and for being willing to come on video this time. Oh, yes. Well, it just uh, one more thing I'd like to add is that if people want to learn more about me, they can go to LeatriceEisman.com and, uh, you know, find out about the classes that I teach. And you mentioned my books. So there's a world of information that's available out there. Yes. And what are your classes? Well, I know, but tell the world what your classes are. <laughs> <laughs> well, one that I think would be of interest to you is a color design program where uh, the major thrust is psychology of color and trends, consumer color preferences. Um, it is a class that perhaps for people who've been in the field, uh, you might say, well, you know, I've known that for years. But it's validation and giving you the reasons why behind it that helps you with your clientele. If you're not into color, you're not doing color, but it fascinates you as, as far as career is concerned, or you're just a color lover, mm-hmm. it's a class that answers that need. And then I have a class that's uh, primarily for personal image, which is a great confidence builder. And that talks about color for your own, as I said, personal image. Mm-hmm. And use personal branding. Well, Yes, that personal branding, good way of putting it. <laughs> uh, and we're working on another class now that addresses crossover colors, which is um, a group of about 18 to 20 colors that are extremely versatile, how they can be used, where they should be used. And uh, we're almost finished that one and ready to put it online. Which I'm betting goes really well with your Color Harmony book. <laughs> well, yes, of course, there's always some of that involved uh, in whatever you teach about color. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I have this shirt. It says yellow is my power color. <laughs> and um, it's absolutely part of my brand um, to wear yellow because it, it reflects a lot of my personality. So I think that all of, all of those things are really valuable. And um, I hope that people check you out and check out all of your books. I recommend them to every single person I ever meet that's in, interested in color. And Um, it's such an important part of communication. You know, it's obviously, as you know, and I'm just going to tell the people out there that don't know, people respond to color before they respond to anything else. And so it's a really important, important thing to learn. So thank you again so much. I hope that the weather up there is nice and gray for you so you can see all of the colors perfectly clear. (laughs) I'm not in Seattle anymore. I'm in Tucson. Oh, I did not know you (laughs) moved. Well, that just goes to show how much I know about where you are these days. Yes, yes. I'm, so too I'm much really sunshine then. Now I'm seeing the glorious colors in the <laughs> desert sky. A whole different world. <laughs> well, you're really close to me because I'm in Albuquerque. So maybe I, oh. maybe we should uh, we should probably make something happen really soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Leatrice. Thank okay. you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, lovelies. That was my chat with Leatrice Eisman. I hope you enjoyed it. I absolutely credit Leatrice for my passion and interest in color psychology and using it in design and the absolute most important thing that it is. Be sure to check out all of her stuff over at her website. Check out her books. You can get them everywhere books are sold and her courses are amazing. So I hope that you'll check her out. Go look at Pantone's website to see everything, all the details, all the swatches, all of the color palettes that go along with Very Perry. And I hope to see you guys again real soon. And we go, go, go.